Welcome to the Reaching Forward podcast. If you'd like to turn to the book of Acts, chapter 8, and verse 29 and 30, and this is the historical book of the New Testament recording the the early church after Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and it's the age we're in right now, the church age, Jesus risen from the dead, God is still moving. Acts chapter 8 and verse 29 and 30. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join thyself to this chariot. And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Esaias and said, Understandest what thou readest? And using a portion of verse 30, after Philip was chosen and told by the Spirit of God to go and join himself to this chariot, the Bible says in verse 30, And Philip ran thither to him. I'd like to preach on the thought of a message, the speed of obedience. The speed of obedience. Father, have your way in this time of preaching. And uh, I ask that you would speak according to the power of your word. And by that same spirit that spoke to Philip, speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. There was a man who had worked all his life and he saved a lot of money. But he was very stingy. And just before he died, he said to his wife, When I die, I want you to take all my money and put it in the casket with me. I want to take all my money to the afterlife with me. And so he got his wife to promise. Well, the gentleman died, and he was stretched out in the casket. His wife was sitting there dressed in black, and her friend was sitting next to her. When they finished the eulogy, And just before the undertakers got ready to close the casket, the wife said, wait just a moment. She had a large metal box with her with a combination lock. She came over with the box and heaved it into the casket with an oomph. The undertakers locked the casket down and they rolled it away. Her friend said, girl, I know you were not fool enough to put all that money in there with your husband. The loyal wife replied, listen, I'm a Christian, and I'm an obedient wife, and I promised, and I cannot go back on my word. I promised that I was going to put all that money, his money, into the casket with him. So the friend said, you mean to tell me you put that money in the casket with him? The wife said, yes, ma'am, I sure did. I got it all together, all of his money, in cash. It was all over the house. Then she said, I put it into my bank account, and I wrote him a check. And if he can cash it, he can spend it all. (laughs) The speed of obedience. God began to deal with my heart about this a few days ago, and something really spoke to me. I have a seven-year-old daughter, and she was getting ready to do some schoolwork, and we were kind of quarantining this this. This week at home from school, usually she attends school, but it's been a different week. So she was home and her mom was getting her uh, little little Chromebook out to do some schoolwork online. And my daughter at the same time on the same table was getting ready to start breakfast. She had a bowl of grits on the table. Yes, we are from the South. My daughter loves grits. So... 
as my wife is getting the computer set up on the same table that my daughter is getting ready to eat at, my daughter takes the bowl of grits and she brings them to me and I'm in the kitchen doing something and I said something like, honey, what are you doing? Why did you take that, that bowl off the table? And she said something like, well, daddy, I'm not allowed to have food and drinks on the table when the computer was on it. Almost as soon as my wife put the computer on the table, my daughter just picked those grits up. The grits were there first and took them off the table. And I was dumbfounded because the speed of that obedience, she didn't pray about it, didn't ask me a question. And I was like, Wow. So we, I think we moved the computer out of the way so she could eat her grits. But that quick personal obedience to God, isn't that what we need? You see, we're getting ready to enter into 2021. What do we need? Well, we need a vaccine or we need restaurants to open or we need uh, the states to open up or we need jobs. And, you know, all of these things are important in their place. I really believe the greatest need in 2021 and 2020 and 2019 and 2022 every year is for quick, personal obedience to God. There was a great king named Darius and he, in the book of Ezra, made a proclamation to help build the temple of God. In Jerusalem. And in Ezra chapter 6, verse 12, he's recorded, he said, I, Darius, have made a decree. Let it be done with speed. Darius didn't want it just done, but he wanted it done, he wanted it done with speed. He wanted it done quickly. Now, when we go get food at McDonald's and we want it done right, it's called fast food. And men like fast food cars. And you know, when we're on our, we like that 4G or 5G, we like fast internet. You know, you press something on your, your phone. You don't want to see that little working symbol up top your phone. That means your phone is, is, is calculating. You just, people begin to hit that thing. If it doesn't, you know, go to the next screen or whatever, and you just keep hitting it. You can't wait five seconds. You can't wait 10 seconds. We want things done with speed. When we turn on our car, we want our car to be, to go, to turn on with speed. When we press the accelerator, we want that speed. When we press the brake, we want immediate responses. God wants things done with speed, the speed of obedience. See, God values obedience. God told Saul to go destroy the Amalekites in 1 Samuel. And so Saul went and destroyed most of the Amalekites, kept the king and spared all of the animals which he was supposed to destroy. And he told Samuel, who was the prophet, he said, I have kept the commandment of the Lord. And Samuel said, if you did, why do I hear the bleeding of the sheep? <laughs> And then Samuel said in 1 Samuel chapter 15 and verse 22, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices? Because Saul said, well, that's why we were saving all the animals. But Saul, Samuel was very emphatic and he said, As in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. God wants our obedience and so Saul was removed for being king, and, and then David was set up. And in Acts chapter 13, verse 22, the Bible said this testimony, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after mine own heart. 
which shall fulfill all my will. And was not Jesus our Savior, the son of David? John chapter 8 and verse 29. And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do all those, I do always, excuse me, those things that please him. You see that Jesus Christ was obedient. He came not to do his own will. Isn't that what he said before he was crucified? Not my will, but thine be done. The speed of obedience. First of all, in the speed of obedience, we want to look at three things. And look at how, how Philip was quick to obey. He was having a great revival and, and, and God said, leave the revival. The Spirit said, go down to Gaza, which is desert. So Philip went. And then Philip got down into the desert. There's nothing there except you see Philip's in the will of God. And then there was a chariot with an Ethiopian who'd returned from worship. And he was sitting in his chariot reading the book of Isaiah. And, and God said to Philip, he said, go near and join thyself to this chariot. And here Philip ran thither to him. So the first thing for the speed of obedience, the first, the speed of obedience involves first being quick to hear. James chapter 1 and verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak and slow to wrath. Quick! To hear when God deals with your heart about something. I remember reading an account of a young man named Peter Marshall, a Scotsman who was returning home from work at the factory, and there was an evening fog, and he heard a voice cry out, Peter! There was no one there. He looked around, he's like, Yes, who is it? And a Scotsman would be like, What do you want? <laughs> but he didn't hear anything, so he kind of trudged forward, and again he heard the voice cry, Peter! So he stopped. And he found himself right there at the edge of an abandoned quarry, right on the brink of falling over to certain death. Well, the man yielded his life to God. He said, I've determined to give my life for God, for him to use me wherever he wants me. And God actually brought him in a short life of 46 years to America, and he became the chaplain of the U.S. Senate. But he was quick to hear God. God has something to say. And even with children, God calls us by name. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 3, the Lord called Samuel. He didn't know the word of the Lord. He said, Samuel. And he said, here am I. And he ran to the priest named Eli. And he said, here I am. You called me. And Eli said, I didn't call you. So Samuel went back and laid down. And then that voice, Samuel. But it was the Lord calling. And Eli, Samuel went to Eli again and said, here am I. You called me. Look at that quick obedience of Samuel. And Samuel said, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, the Bible said, in verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 7. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. You see what really what parents are and spiritual leaders? It's to really train those children up in the way of the Lord. And when, they're, and, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. But we've got to train them to listen for God's voice. That still small voice. You see... Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child after the third time. So he said to Samuel, go lie down. And if he call thee, that, that thou say, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. You see, I believe God cares about kids. 
And he has us parents, and I'm a parent, to raise that child up, to learn to listen to the Lord. That authoritative voice. You know, if you learn to listen to God, I've been married for 20 years, and I have to think about this, right? We have never called the police to my house. The, co- the cops have never come to my house because of a disturbance. If you want to uh, lower, if you want to have a safer society, teach your kids to listen to, your, to, the, to their parents and then transfer that to listening quickly and obeying God. When they brought young children to Jesus, that he should bless them and touch them as disciples, rebuked those that brought them. But Jesus saw it and he was much displeased and he said, Allow or suffer the little children to come unto me. Forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. And then he said, Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms and he put his hands upon them and blessed them from Mark chapter 10, verse 13 to 16. God cares about kids. And God speaks to his creation. There was a little boy saying his prayers. And you know, the father was listening at the door and the little boy said, God, help make me strong and brave and smart like my daddy. And the father kind of bowed his head in shame and tiptoed back to his own room and fell at the side of his bed. And he said, Lord, help make me trusting and humble and obedient like my son. Quick to hear. The speed of obedience. We've got to hear the Lord. And then we become quick to act. The Bible said Philip ran to the chariot. Man, I like that. He didn't even pray. You know, a lot of times uh, what we, we need to really pray about is to get the right attitude to do the things that we already know we should do. The commandment wasn't very complicated. It was, hey, just go over to that chariot. Man, that's not too hard. That's not like building an ark or anything. You know, God's not asking all of us to be Noah, to shake the world. But God's like, hey, go talk to that person about God. Hey, invite that person to church. It was simple. It didn't require prayer. It required obedience. You know, when we have kids, we don't need them to get a greater explanation. We just need them to do it because I said so. It says, if you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. If you refuse and rebel, that's the opposite, right? Be willing and obedient. Just be obedient. Just I've already got it figured out. Just go. <laughs> Philip ran to the chariot. You know what Paul's first words were? He was very religious, but then he got saved on that road to Damascus. And what are a baby's first words? It's almost inevitably some form of mama or dada. But what comes next? No! You know, mine! <laughs> Not so with the Christian. What are the first words of a Christian? When Paul had seen that bright light and he fell down and learned he was speaking, he said, Who art thou, Lord? He said, I'm Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It's hard for you to kick against the pricks, the cattle prods. And now notice the first words. He said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. See, God gives us just step one. Just get up and go into Damascus. Yes, sir. See, Paul knew that God had something for him to do. When God speaks to us, it's not just to say, Hey, 
You know, have you ever said something like that to someone on Twitter or uh, Facebook or, or uh, uh, messaging? Hey, I do that as a pastor, but I've got more to say. If they respond, I usually have more to say. God has more to say than hey. He has direction for our life. He has guidance for our life. He needs us to have the speed of obedience. You know that I remember uh, this was brought to my memory. We really have to have a tender heart towards God. It says in Hebrews, it says, if you will hear his voice. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 7, harden not your hearts. I went to get some donuts. I love donuts, okay? And uh, I don't eat that many of them because I'm 46 now, but I love them. They're wonderful, especially ones with frosting on them. Don't get me started, but I went and stopped to get some donuts after work. This was in Washington State before I was married, and it was probably getting dark, and, and I went in there, and I... Uh, I, I heard the accent of the young lady working there, and I was a young man at the time, and so I spoke uh, some Russian. It turned out uh, she was from Ukraine or Russia, and I spoke to her for a little while, and then I think she asked me, uh, 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 are you from Russia, in Russian? And I said, no, I'm American, it's I'm American. And uh, she said something like, no, you're not, and I evidently had a good accent, well, Another customer came in. I was the only one besides that customer. And she said, just go stand over there. Just, you know, basically wait for this other customer to leave. I have more to say to you. And uh, so I went with my little doggy bag full of donuts obediently at her word, right? And went over to the uh, side of the store. And that other customer was ordering. And you know what the Holy Ghost said? The Holy Ghost spoke to me. What are you doing? What was I doing? Well, it was getting dark, and when he left, it would just be me and her, and I don't remember what she looked like, but it obviously, you know, it was going to be some flirting going on and different things, but regardless of what may have happened, it didn't happen because the Holy Ghost said, what are you doing? And I'm thinking, you're right. What am I doing? I'm in Bible school. Let me get out of here. And I took my donuts. They probably didn't make it out of the parking lot. They were probably that good. But I left. Why? I was quick to obey. You see, if I can give you some advice on being a Christian, be quick to obey God. You say, well, preacher, I don't know if it's God. You know, a lot of times we do know it's God. But we also have our emotions so we can kind of put emotional wall up and give ourselves a bunch of excuses because we want to do something. But I want to do God's will. <laughs> because if I'm quick to hear... And quick to act, I'll be quick to grow. If you want to get a blessing from God, be quick to grow. To grow. You know that uh, the Bible says that Philip, after he joined himself to the chariot, opened his mouth and preached at the, uh, the same scripture that the uh, eunuch was reading and preached unto him Jesus. He told him about how Jesus came and died for his sins, how Jesus came that he could have a relationship with God, how Jesus came that he could be free and he didn't have to sin every day, how Jesus came, and I don't know the exact message he preached, but he took away our punishment, he took our, our, our pain, he even took our sicknesses by his stripes, we are healed. And as they went on their way, the eunuch says, hey, there's water, can I be baptized? And Philip said, if thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And so they went down and 
Philip baptized the eunuch in water, which is a commandment after you give your life to Jesus Christ. And they came up out of the water and listen, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. It wasn't an airplane ride. It was a plane air ride that the eunuch saw him more, no more. And it said he went on his way rejoicing. Now, isn't it true that Abraham, the father of faith, even at the end of his life, he was asked to sacrifice his own son? In Genesis chapter 22, he said, take your son, your only son that thou lovest, right? And offer him there for a burnt offering. And so Abraham just went. He rose up early in the morning, didn't consult with his wife. And as things got closer, his son said, um, hey, I see we've got the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb? <laughs> the son didn't apparently get it. Isaac didn't get it. And notice what Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. And it's so true that down the road, God did provide himself, the lamb of God that took away the sin of the world as the offering for man's sin. It wasn't Isaac. But notice the obedience. Abraham bound his son and he allowed himself to be bound. And a voice, when Abraham had the knife up over his head, the voice came, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. Quick to hear, right? He said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. And then he began to bless Abraham and our blessings are secured through Abraham's faith in God. But you know that when we begin to lean on God and lean on him, we trust in the Lord with all of our heart, lean not unto our own understanding. In all our ways acknowledge him. He'll direct our paths. We can run through a troop, leap over a wall for the way of the God. The way of God is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He's a buckler. He's a shield to all those that trust in him. He'll make our feet like hinds feet and set us upon our high places. You know, when Paul was getting ready to finish his walk down here on earth, he said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. And then he said to King Agrippa in Acts chapter 26 and verse 19, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Paul had the speed of obedience and he was used mightily of God. Well, as we begin to close, have you ever looked at a grave marker? There's a date of birth and then a date of death, right? And in between, there's usually a dash, right? And that shows the period of time that that man, that woman, that child lived on this earth. Someone had taken to calling it, and it's not original with me, the dash between the dates. The date of your birth and the date of your death. And that dash between the dates is where we are right now. And a dash is also something that means a race or to go quickly. Well, that dash between the dates, might I submit that we insert the speed of obedience to God. Quick to hear, quick to act. And I believe that God will be quick to help us grow, 
to bless us, to help us grow in wisdom, to help us grow in maturity, to help us know his will as we hacked through the speed of obedience to God. The Bible said, and Philip ran thither to him. The dash between the dates. Our life for God now, our obedience to God, the speed of obedience. God bless you is our prayer. We're praying for you and hope to see you in church this Sunday. Drive in service. God bless you is our prayer. Christmas is coming.